You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. I encourage you to do that. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can find all of the podcast content at LockedOnPackers.com. It's Friday. You might be listening to this on a Saturday because this is going to go up late Friday afternoon. Again, wanted to make sure we had all of the injury data, and I'm glad we waited because there was some late-breaking news on Friday afternoon. The first is Ty Montgomery was ruled out for Sunday. So it will be Jamal Williams, the fourth-round pick out of BYU, and Devontae Mays from Utah State. Now, he is someone that a lot of Packer fans are not going to be familiar with, at least that familiar, because he didn't play a ton in the preseason. He didn't play a ton his senior year in college, and he played at a non-Power 5 school. But he's 5'10", 230, a freak athlete. He ran 4'5", jumped 40 inches, broad jump 10'9". His spark score, which measures athleticism relative to his size, puts him in around the 64th percentile of NFL running backs. So maybe Freak is is going out a little bit too far on a limb, but he's a very good athlete. He's got a great combination of speed, strength, and power. And he's going to give this Packers offense some thump. Jamal Williams is also a masher. I think it's possible Daria Gumbawale, who played for the Badgers and who visited the Packers this week, I think it's possible that they, uh, they sign him between now and game time. They have an open roster spot to do that. And he would be maybe an emergency running back. But it looks like this is the group that they're going to go with. They have two running backs. They can use Cobb if necessary, which is something they'll probably do anyway. I think Green Bay is going to want to run whatever the final play in that Randall Cobb Wildcat was. And this is something that that, uh, I've been thinking about a lot this week. Remember the Pittsburgh Steelers? when they won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks back in 2006. Every game, they ran a trick play. They had something schemed up once a game for their opponents, and they were a good team. We don't know if this Packers team with Brett Hundley is a good team. We suspect that they're not, but they could be okay. So why not try something once a game? This is usually a move reserved for the Bears and the Lions, and the Vikings, teams perennially trying to take that next step or to beat the team who's already taken the next step. Well, Green Bay right now needs that little bit of advantage. So why not? Randall Cobb could throw out of the Wildcat. It's a former quarterback. That would be fun to see. The other piece of late-breaking news was that Ronnie Stanley, the, the Ravens' left tackle, who has been playing really well, is doubtful with a concussion. It seems like it's unlikely he's going to make it through concussion protocol by Sunday, which means James Hurst, who played tackle in college at North Carolina, is going to is going to likely move to left tackle. And then one or one of two backup guards 
will move to left guard. It'll be either rookie Jermaine Illuminor or Luke Boenko, who's actually the backup center. Either way, they get worse in two places because James Hurst was a, a competent guard, but nothing above average, who is going to have to go against Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark. Now he moves to left tackle where he gets Nick Perry coming off a three-sack game against Charles Leno, who is just objectively a better player. And then they have to slide in a backup guard. And this has a trickle-down effect that that we're going to talk about a little bit later. The, the format for the show is we'll, we'll go through what the Ravens need to do to win and what the Packers need to do to win. I've got some, some information we didn't get to yesterday. There's a, just a ton of, of interesting factoids and tidbits in here. But this, this is a monkey wrench for the Ravens because they had been a good team at protecting the quarterback. And to downgrade at two positions against a very good Green Bay front could take something that was a strength and turn it into a weakness. Now, we also found out on Friday that Kevin King is dealing with an injury that that will potentially need surgery in the offseason or need some sort of treatment. He tore his labrum as a freshman at Washington, had surgery. It was bothering him again as a senior. He's worn a brace. He's worn the brace all season. And apparently re-aggravated it last Sunday against Chicago. But he's going to play. He thinks it's not going to be a problem long term. And he thinks he's going to play basically the rest of the season without an issue. As we've said this week, it's not a huge deal against the Ravens because they don't have quality receivers. It becomes a much bigger deal in two weeks against the Steelers, especially given the way they looked Thursday night. It becomes a much bigger deal against the Buccaneers when you have to face Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. And then in the meat of the schedule, you got the Panthers, you've got the uh you've got the Vikings and the Lions, and they've got receivers you got to worry about. So the Packers need Kevin King to be healthy. And then Jimmy Smith is is questionable. The expectation is he's going to play with the gimpy Achilles, but he's not going to be 100%. And we're going to get a little bit more into that when we look at each team and how they want to win this game. Before we move on, though, I want to jump back into this Rodgers discussion because Mike McCarthy said the doctors are feeling good about the rehab and the, the timeline that he's on. Rodgers seems to feel good about it. He was He's doing the rehab. He's on schedule. There was some discussion um, that Rodgers could be throwing as early as next week. Now, that was speculation, given the, the the type of injury. But if Rodgers does start throwing next week, or even the week after, because he's still not eligible to come off IR for almost a month, but if he can start throwing in the next two weeks even, that's a pretty good sign for his prospects moving forward. Now, he texted Jason Wilde and said, schedule hasn't changed out eight weeks, only back if it's completely healed. Remember, Rodgers had intimated that in 2013 he came back And it wasn't totally healed. He wasn't totally confident in it. Do the plates make him more confident in it? Is the reason that he went with more screws and more plates to stabilize the bone, was that with the idea that he wants to come back? Kenny Mayne asked him in an ESPN piece, have you you considered not trying to come back? He said, no, I want to play. So Rodgers is going to do everything he can to get back on the field. The Packers have to do their part. And it starts with winning this week. And speaking of winning, the Bucs have a four-game winning streak heading into Friday, 
heading into the weekend. They've been playing great with Eric Bledsoe on the court as part of this team. And Jabari Parker's coming back, guys. This Bucks team has a chance to be really good in a wide-open Eastern Conference where are, are the Cavs even the best team in, in their own division? Right now, they don't look like it, but they probably are. LeBron James is still LeBron. But keep it locked on Locked on Bucks for the latest on Milwaukee. Chris Middleton's playing great. This is a fun team. Jason Kidd has them playing really well. They play a fun brand of basketball, swarming defense. So check out Locked on Bucks. Let's start with Baltimore and and how they are going to try and win this game. So they can win if, right? That's how we're going to look at this. Now, one of the ways was they need to hit a couple shot plays. And they had been good at protecting Joe Flacco in part because Joe Flacco gets the ball out so quickly. This has been a dink and dunk offense. Flacco is at the bottom of the league in yards per attempt. The bottom of the league in intended air yards per attempt. They don't push the ball down the field. And Green Bay has been excellent at preventing plays down the field. If they can make, they're going to play a lot of two deep safeties. Say, we dare you to run the ball, Green Bay is. And we're not going to let you hit shots down the field. And they're going to to bet that Baltimore can't drive the ball consistently enough to score. And I think that's probably true. But here's the thing. Baltimore is ninth in sack rate allowed. Green Bay is 19th in adjusted sack rate. Now, how much does that change with Ronnie Stanley off the field? That could change considerably. That could that could become basically a wash. So if that's no longer a strength, and the Ravens were already bad at pushing the ball down the field, okay, that's a problem. So how are they going to score? Well, they're the number one team in interceptions this year. Jimmy Smith has housed a couple. C.J. Mosley has housed one. This defense can score because they've got they've got outstanding athletes, instinctive defenders who, if they get the ball, can take it to the house. And so if you're Baltimore, you need to hit a couple shot plays and you need to be able to run the ball just well enough to hit play-action pass. Now, here's the problem if you're the Ravens. 65% of their runs are up the middle, right into the teeth of the Packers' defense. You could make the case the three best players on the Packers' defense are in the middle. Mike Daniels, Kenny Clark, and Blake Martinez. Green Bay is going to play a lot of base in this game, a lot of Jake Ryan. I bet you'll see Clay Matthews off off the line of scrimmage in that 4-3 look. Running the ball inside against Green Bay is not an easy task. This is a top 10 run defense, eighth in defensive DVOA against the run. So Baltimore is probably not going to be able to run the ball. So they need to get some turnovers. They need to have short fields and they need to hit one or two big plays, and not just hit them, but hit them for touchdowns. And then on the other side, they need to get after Brett Huntley. Their sixth sacking opposing quarterbacks, Green Bay is 25th in sacks allowed by rate. And Brett Huntley has a tendency to hold on to the ball. So if Baltimore is getting sacks, if they're getting pressure, and they can force turnovers, this is this is the moral of the story, okay? Baltimore has to win it with his defense and a couple shot plays because they're not going to drive the ball 10 plays, 75 yards, four or five times in this game. They're just not going to do that. And I know fans think that this defense is trash. I joked on a, on a Baltimore radio show yesterday that if if you ask the fans how good this defense was, they'd, they'd rank them 34 out of 32 teams. This defense does some things well. 
They're not a good defense, not yet. But they can be. And against bad quarterbacks, with Joe Flacco unequivocally is, he has been absolute garbage this year. He has to hit a couple big plays. That's what he does best is throw the ball down the field. Mike Wallace, Jeremy Macklin, Brashad Perriman, if they can get down the field, if they can get behind the safeties, Green Bay does still have a, a rookie safety next to HaHa Clinton Dix and Josh Jones, but they're going to play deep and they're going to say, we dare you to drive the ball, convert some third downs, convert in the red zone. Now, again, this is where Green Bay is bad on third down and in the red zone. Luckily for, for them, the Ravens offense is bad. And against a bad offense last week, Green Bay defended four out of 14 third downs by winning on first and second down. They can follow a similar model in this game. Before we move on, I want to remind you about our Pro Football Focus Edge giveaway. Leave your name and your Twitter handle in a review of the podcast on iTunes, and you'll be entered to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. That's a $39.99 value that gets you access to player grades, snap counts, position ranks, NFL draft coverage. Fantasy projections, daily fantasy content, all sorts of rankings and tools that you can use to your advantage there. And all of that could be yours when all you have to do is put your name and your Twitter handle in a review of this podcast on iTunes. It's really that easy. That leaves us with Green Bay's path to victory. And they're related. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do Green Bay separate. And you could hear it. It sort of seeps into how you talk about the way Baltimore can win because... Green Bay has to do certain things wrong for Baltimore to do things right. If Green Bay does not turn the ball over, if Brett Hundley does not throw a bad interception, that's that's number one. You can't give a bad offense extra possessions. And how do you do that? Well, you pound the rock. Green Bay is third in adjusted line yards, which is one of my favorite stats by Football Outsiders. It's basically a measure of who is winning at the line of scrimmage, who is pushing the point of attack forward. And Green Bay has been outstanding this year in the run game. And and to that end, in the last three games with Brett Hundley as a starter, with stacked boxes and teams saying, Brett Hundley, we dare you to beat us. We're going to play single high safety, put eight guys in the box and stop your running game. In those three games, Green Bay... 78 carries, 419 yards, and five rushing touchdowns in three games. That's 5.37 yards per carry. That would be easily the best run game in football if they continued that over the course of a season. Easily. In wins, Baltimore gives up just a little over 80 rush yards a game. In losses, 162. Double. They gave up 200-plus in a loss to the Bears earlier in the year. If Green Bay can run the ball in this game, if they can control the clock and not turn the ball over, they win. Because the Falcons offense just can't score enough to be efficient enough. If each team only has six or seven possessions, that is great for Green Bay. Because they have a better offense. I know that sounds weird with Brett Hundley. They have the better offense. They have the better quarterback. They have the more talented skill position players, even though they have the worst defense. And it seems like Brett Hundley, the hamstring is not going to distract him. It's not going to It's not going to slow him down. It might slow him down a little, like literally slow him down a little. But he was still able to escape the pocket and make plays in the second half against Chicago, the number one running quarterback by DVOA in football this year, Brett Hundley. Given the way Baltimore defends, there could be opportunities. Because those corners bail, there could be running lanes for Brett Hundley. He's going to have to take advantage of those. Do not turn the ball over. Run it and let Brett Hundley just, just you know, convert some third downs, some third and shorts. 
even if they just go three and three on first and second down, that's third and four. That is third and manageable. I think you're going to see Devontae Mays in some run game situations. They're going to use him in the passing game. I think he's a better weapon than Jamal Williams, who is more of a more of a downhill runner and a pass protector. I think that that, that is going to is going to be a big reason why you'll see a lot of Jamal Williams on the field. Green Bay is going to play some power football in this game, but they're going to have to go empty. I've been talking about it for a month, for a month. And friend of the pod, Ben Fennell, put the stats on Twitter recently. His best position, Brett Hundley's, is out of empty. Spread it out. If the if your first read isn't there, take off. And that doesn't mean bail out of the pocket. Step up and either run it or find someone else to throw it. The game can be simple, so let it be simple. The Ravens are, are a below-average run defense, and Green Bay is a great run offense. This is how they win the game. And much like with Baltimore, I think Green Bay is going to be able to run the ball better. That, that opens up play action to take some shots in this game. They're not going to go after Jimmy Smith. They're just not, even though he's hurt. What I'd like to see them do is on the first play of the game, go play action to Jimmy Smith's side and test that Achilles. I would love that. And don't even do it with Jordy Nelson or Devontae Adams. Put Trevor Davis over there, the fastest guy on the team. Have him run a a straight-up go route or a skinny post. Make Jimmy Smith run 60 yards. Test him. Prove he's healthy. And if if nothing else, put a little pressure on that that aching Achilles. Not saying try to hurt the guy. You have to test him. You're doing him a favor. If he's not 100%, you're doing him a favor by not throwing at him. I think Green Bay has to test him at least one or two times in this game. Test him down the field. Don't test him on slant routes and out routes and comebacks where he can use his instincts and his his playmaking ability. Test him down the field. That same play-action concept that they got the, the pass interference on Jordy Nelson earlier in the game. They got Jordy free on the corner and Kyle Fuller had to hold him. Run that early. Test him. And I'd like to see I'd like to see them get Lance Kendricks involved. Again, this is the 32nd defense defending tight ends. Go after them in the middle of the field. That's not where Brett Hundley excels, but but let's give it a shot. Maybe you go three wide receivers and a tight end. You put Kendricks in the slot and you run some switch verticals and see if you can get Kendricks on a linebacker or a safety running down the sideline free. That'd be great. I think Green Bay wins 20 to 13. That's my that's my score. I think they win. I think it's close, but I think they win. I just I, I don't see how Baltimore scores enough, and I know that that's weird for a lot of Packer fans who think this defense is trash, but God, this Ravens offense is terrible. I went back and watched the game against Tennessee. I mean, Flac- I mean every throw is within two yards of the line of scrimmage. Flacco's, Flacco's jumping in the pocket. He gets the top of his drop, and he wants the ball out now. It's going to be worse when he's got a backup left tackle and backup left guard in there. And that is weakness on strength for the Packers. Here comes Nick Perry. Here comes Mike Daniels. Good luck. I think Green Bay wins. I think they get to 6-4. and four. And then they've got a tough game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That would have been tough with Aaron Rodgers. The bigger story next week is going to be if Aaron Rodgers can throw. If we hear Aaron Rodgers is throwing next week, I almost don't care what happens in the game. Because that's an indication he can come back this year. But they got to win this week. They have to win this week. And they can. They should, frankly. I don't care what Vegas says. They should win. So let's hope we come back on Monday talking about a win. We're only going to have three shows next week, Monday through Wednesday with the holiday. I may sneak in a Friday or a Saturday show just to just to be updated on everything. 
I'll try and make that short, maybe only 10 minutes. We'll just say, here's who's playing, here's who's not, and here's what it might mean. And if you want, if you want more, let me know. If you want to talk, because because the Lions and the Vikings play, that is a huge game with enormous implications in the NFC North and the NFC playoff picture as a whole. If the Lions beat the Vikings, the Vikings could tailspin their schedule the rest of the way through. But my plan right now is to do three, maybe four shows next week. And then we'll be back on a regular schedule the following week. If the Packers win on Sunday, their whole season is in front of them. Which means you need to stay locked on Packers. <laughs>